Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Oh, welcome <laughs> to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? I'm here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. I'm here today with the person you used to know as David Moulton, but who from now on shall ever be referred to as the luckiest man on the face of the earth. <laughs> I'm just flying high, man. Lou Gehrig himself yeah. has nothing on David Moulton. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. You're a rock star. Yeah. So I was driving around apparently with a CO2 leak, just barely uh, scraping by. No, no, it's all it's all good. You're you're way ahead of meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> and Louis Anderson ain't got nothing on me. You know, that's that's my standard, like, when kids, that, like, when I'm at the theater and the kids say, hey, how you doing, Penn? I mean, I'm not going to get into it, you know, yeah. with a 16-year-old. Right. So my standard response, I think I've told you this before, is, you know, they say, how you doing? And I always like to tell me, I woke up this morning, I was alive again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, so here's the funny thing. You're presenting this in a way where you're like, I just joke around with the kids, yeah. but the the context is I got time for these kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 no. no it's not. Because like, you said, you know, I ain't gonna mess around with the sixteen year old. <laughs> no, it's a sixteen year old that works for you. When they say how you doing, they don't want like the real. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm concerned about our debt service coverage ratio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Am I gonna like get into the economics of movie oh theaters? Oh my god! What if you, you did? know? What if you're? What if you didn't turn a personality? switch and from like the next two months you were just like I don't know cost right. equity right. what if the kid was like how you doing Penn and I like grabbed a stool and like pulled up his seat was like well let me tell you some of the things that are weighing on me yeah. these days I thought my relationship with my mother was this way right. I read a very concerning article in the economist this month so no so the kids say how you doing you know I'm not going to bother them with like it's not for lack of respect for them right, because right. there's some kids that like if I know the kid like if they've worked here a long time and I've developed a rapport and developed a, an actual relationship you know I'll talk to them about real stuff yeah but for the most part they're just being nice you know they're yeah. just being polite and so I always tell them like hey I woke up this morning I was alive and well and then they stare at me blankly because they don't quite know if I'm kidding or what <laughs> what I'm you know what hell kind of an answer to that so then i tell him i got a great streak going i've been waking up alive for over 50 years straight every <laughs> single day <laughs> every day i go to bed and go this could be it this could be it <laughs> get ready <laughs> 50 years straight and i tell him i never missed a day <laughs> <laughs> wow and that's how we live our lives here at the Penn Cinema Podcast. It's amazing. Yep. One day at a time. I can't believe it. Yep. So we were making insensitive jokes. Right, of course. But, I mean, we lost two legends. Mm. Oh, was it on the exact same day, I think? Um, 
If it, 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 at least the same, if it wasn't the same day, it was like a day apart. Yeah, it was definitely uh, one after right after the other. And yeah. the what, first was rock and roll legend Meatloaf. And uh, the next was um, a legendary comic named Louis Anderson, or as our notes call him, Louise Anderson. Mm. And Yeah, I know how to spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Louise Anderson was the lesser-known sister. Yeah, of, of Louis. Of Louis. <laughs> and it was remarkable because they both died this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stunning blow, <laughs> which is really tragic because their parents are still alive. The so. Anderson family will <laughs> right. not be the same. Right. Mom's like 106 years old, <laughs> and she's devastated. <laughs> but I got to tell you, are you familiar with Louis? Yeah. Louis Anderson? Oh, yeah. I never, like, it never, he never did anything for me. And I don't mean that, like, disrespectfully because everybody has different tastes. And I know that he was a legendary comic. But, like, I watched some of his stand-up stuff and, like, the high, whiny, like, I, it just never, he wasn't my guy. You know what I mean? Nobody, he was, like, I don't know how to explain this. He, I didn't think he was funny funny, but he was a part of, there was a time where he was just in everything. Yeah. But in a way that wasn't, like, I hate this guy, get him out of my face. Like, oh, okay, it's not like he sold you on it. Right. But at the same time, he didn't deter you from whatever it was. You know what it reminds me of? <laughs> it reminds me of this. And Seinfeld fans need to, need to listen up. This is what it reminds me of. Costanza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. see him everywhere, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, it's Louis Anderson. <laughs> oh, Louis Anderson? He's on Family Feud? Right. Again? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. they made a cartoon? Called the Louis Show or something right. like that. Like, See, oh, I yeah, that. there yeah. he goes. You know, it's like Costanza. Right? Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, Costanza. <laughs> oh man. All right. So I have some really exciting news. Mm. I put this in here special for our listeners. Oh snap! I don't know if you missed this when you were putting together the news notes. Uh, no. Here's the thing. I saw this. Yeah, and you were like, no, we're, I, we're better than this. I read several articles <laughs> on this, and, I, and every time I read it, there wasn't even an inkling in the back of my head that said, this is movie news. So, like, this didn't even register as movie news, and I think part of it is because I don't know who Anna de, Ma de Armas is. Okay, so before we get to the news, I just love the fact that this, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this tells you everything you need to know about the show. David and I both looked at the exact same news article, <laughs> and David was like, no, we could do better. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. This is us. <laughs> this is us. It's totally us. Right. <laughs> All right, well, here it is. So Anna de Armas is a famous actress who apparently has massive super fans. What was she? In. I don't know. You can look it up I'm while I'm telling the story. I don't know. All right. I, <laughs> and that tells you something right there, the fact that neither <laughs> one of us know her. So Anna DeArmas has these wild super fans. <laughs> and what's great about this, first of all, before I get to the story, can I just tell you, like, you and I have had this complaint. Didn't we have this complaint about somebody in a different movie where um, uh, they were featured in the trailer and then their part on the show was like tiny. It was a big movie. It wasn't like a artsy movie. It was like, I want to say it was maybe even like a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Marley, Marley will remember. It was because it was, oh, it was in Daya, in, in Dune, David. It was in Daya. It was in Daya, in yeah. Dune. And everybody was freaked out because she was advertised as like a major 
character, and then she wasn't really in the movie much, although we're all assured that she's, you know, yeah. her character. Well, I mean, you were upset about that, but then me, someone who's read the book, was like, right. oh, I mean, clearly she's not going to be in right. part one of the right. story. No, no, I was not upset about oh, okay. it. The, all right. the Zendaya fans oh, yeah, 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 yeah. were upset about it. Yeah. So, so yeah. along those lines, so maybe this is like a little lesson for all you Zendaya fans. It turns out you could have sued Warner Brothers. <laughs> you missed your chance. But the Ana de Armas, now who is she? Okay, here's the thing. She's uncredited for a certain movie that we'll discuss, but she's Marta in Knives Out. Okay. She's the, the girl, that the helper girl. Okay. But even more recently, we saw her in something, and we were like, man, I wish that the more of the movie was about her slash the spinoff was going to be about her. And she was the agent in No Time to Die that oh, Felix set him up with. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... So Anna de Armas is the agent from No Time to Die, and even though David and I are just now piecing together who she is, there's people who you could only call them super fans. Yeah, well, she has a long list of film, but she it's mostly Spanish film. Yeah, yeah. and they have super fans. And when they promoted in 2019, Universal made a movie that you and I reviewed and loved yeah. called Yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's about the guy who gets hit by a motorcycle, or no? There's some like cosmic. There's some some like cosmic shift in the universe, and he gets while that cosmic shift happens, he gets hit by a bus, mm -hmm. and he's the only person in the world that knows the Beatles. Right. Except it turns out, the movie was brilliant. The movie was called Yesterday, and um, it turns out there's like three or four other people that remember the Beatles, and right there's like all yeah. the, it was a brilliant brilliant movie well i don't remember this but apparently in the promotion of the movie anna de armas was featured in the trailer as a supposed love interest as a supposed love interest and then in the movie she never appeared mm -hmm. so here's the headline that david thought we were above and i thought was perfect for our show <laughs> <laughs> perfect for our show Today's most frivolous lawsuit goes to the one filed by two super fans of Anna de Armas. This is just two guys. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the other part of this story that I love. It's not like there's a petition of 600,000 people. It's just two guys who are obviously rich and have lawyers. Well, I don't I mean, keep going. Well, go, go, okay, keep going. Okay. The fans, these two young men, the fans filed a consumer protection class lawsuit alleging that it was, quote, deceptive and misleading advertising end quote, having the actress appear in the trailer for Universal's 2019 film yesterday, only to have the scene not appear in the final cut of the movie. Now, these supposed super fans, yes. when you go into the actual suit, yeah. right? They're quote-unquote super fans for a movie that came out in 19, right. 2019. Right. right. I know where you're going with this, because yeah. I, I read the same right. detail, but they were busy. Yeah, they didn't see it in the theater. <laughs> They only recently each spent three ninety nine to rent it right. on Amazon. So they're proposing to spend what a few hundred grand in legal fees. Well, not if they win. To get their six dollars back. If they win, <laughs> Universal will pay for that. What the eight dollars? No, the legal fees. Legal fees for the lawsuit to get them their eight dollars back. Yeah. Awesome. Right. I love America so much. <laughs> All right, now enough fooling around. David, lead us off with the actual news of the week. And this was, did I text you? I was texting a lot of people about this. I don't, I don't think you did. Okay. This might have been one of the things you held off for the show. Yeah. So here's the thing. We've been at this for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Like 10 minutes. Most mm -hmm. people like the mystery gobble will be like, I think I've had enough for today. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's wait till tomorrow's ride right. to work. In Ten minutes right. is about all I can think. No, 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 not well, Batman fans. Right. Because the Batman is currently rolling in at two hours and fifty-five minutes, eight minutes of which are credits. <sighs> two hours, fifty-five minutes, longer than Infinity War, and only slightly shorter than Endgame. Two movies that brought together 11 years of storytelling and right. a bajillion characters and right. gave them all the each a moment, a decent right. moment to shine. Here's a movie about one guy and some bad dudes and it's almost exactly the same length. I love it. I That's... That's a lot of Batman. <laughs> What's that, your Italian voice? Yeah, that's, clearly. <laughs> that's a lot of Batman. That's a lot of Batman. <laughs> I would like to hear the Italian version of Batman. <laughs> like dubbed. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm that'd sure be, it's like, cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, do we need to state the obvious? It's too long. It's too long. It's bad for business. It's not what the fans want. Well... I say well because the people who really are excited are probably like, yeah, cool, okay, whatever. Podcast at Penn Cinema, this is your chance to write us and tell us how it's great. Here's What's the argument? The argument is going to be it's great that DC is giving the film the space that it needs, putting artistic integrity ahead of box office success. Okay, I'll give it that. I got I to gotta say this about the Batman, though. I was hyped for this movie. But the closer and closer we get to it, and the more and the more that we learn about it, the less hype I am. Okay. I don't have a problem with that statement. I'm not saying that it's bad or anything. Like, I'm not no, expecting no, it no, to no. be bad, but yeah. I'm just like, I you're don't not, know. You're not putting the David Moulton Venom treatment on no, it. No, 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 no. I agree with you, except slightly, I'll, I will just temper my opinion with this. How dare you? I'm also super excited for it. Like, I, I don't think I'm losing, like, I'm less excited now than I was a month ago. But I'm still really psyched for this. I think I'm gonna sit when I sit down to watch it. Yeah. I'll be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Here's where, like, here's the the jazz feel I yeah. was I was waiting yeah. for. Now, there were two disturbing. Uh, we're not gonna beat the dead horse about the length, right? Because we've discussed that. Right, on, right, we've right. discussed that on this show. Um, it's bad for business, first of all, because it turns away some middle of the road average moviegoers, but also because it makes it harder for a person like me to put. You know, I'm probably gonna get two shows a day where I might've had three or four. Okay, all that aside. Right. The other thing that came out about the Batman is the director said it's even darker than you think it's gonna be. Yeah. Are you okay with that? I mean, the poster that they keep using on articles about the length, like that red and black sort of blurry. What do you mean darker visually? I think all of the above. I think, I think now I'm, I'm, I'm not quoting secondhand, but somebody who works here oh. said to me that they read an article that the director said it's going to be even darker than you think it's going to be. And it's going to be quote all but a horror movie. I have heard that. Yeah. Okay. So you mean theme wise, both wise. If it's, if it's darker than you thought visually, I'm a hundred percent. Okay with that. He's he going to take the Christopher Nolan sound view, but I'll apply it to, Okay. Visuals and be like, ah, you don't need to see it. Yeah, it's <laughs> not what you're here for. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I think it's going to be darker. I know that that apparently Riddler is going to be more deadly mm. than maybe we're used to. Almost like a legit terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like more more like a Zodiac killer type of mm. thing. Which I don't know. We'll see. Like I'm I'm reserving my. It's not the Riddler that I know and love, but I'm reserving my my comments. You know, when you said a minute ago, uh, you referenced Christopher Nolan, you don't need to see it. Yeah. Right? You know, when you have like a thought for like flashes across your brain before you can like think about it. Yeah. The thought that flashed through my brain would be, oh, it'd be awesome if Christopher Nolan did a Batman movie. <laughs> I wish you would have said that so bad. <laughs> Imagine if he did like three, like the, a trilogy. The biggest, like, listener feedback section we've ever had this would be the next week right. <laughs> the, the hate listens that we would have gotten yeah no but i do i mean i've often mentioned the dark knight is my one of my favorite trilogies ever yeah. well you know maybe this runtime's not too bad well here's the thing okay so here's something let me contradict myself which right. is as you know one of my favorite things to do on the show i mean you just mentioned both Avengers movies were all but let's just quit splitting hairs and say they're basically the same runtime. Yeah. Those did okay at the box office. Yeah, but they were also like I said the difference. No, no, I get you. Yeah. But I'm saying like my little pity party about oh it's hard to get showtimes and you know it's too it's okay. run for longer. I, I can't schedule it. Oh blah yeah. blah blah. Well, the Avengers movies did pretty well. Titanic was a long movie, Avatar was a long movie. Um, and there was another one recently that jumped out at me that did, oh, no. Yeah. So there's a bunch of long movies that have a tr pretty decent track record. Well, that's true. But what I was getting at is it might not be bad with this long runtime because you might need to hold this movie for a while since a couple things got pushed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So, you know, the, the next big hitters might not be waiting at the doorstep. Well, Mission Impossible 7, which was originally scheduled for release in 21, and then got moved to September 22. I'm not going to be able to hold the Batman until September of 23. Well, you might have to. Because <laughs> <laughs> what else we got going? No, here's the thing. Like, you're, you're making, okay, so the news story that we're so quietly segueing to is that Mission Impossible uh, has been delayed again, has been moved to July of 2023. Now, at first glance, this is bad news. But I actually am okay with this because the release schedule in 2022 is stacked. Mm. I mean, it is stacked. And September is like yeah. whatever. So you're telling me there's going to be a Mission Impossible movie in 23, in the summer of 23? Okay. I'm all right with that. This is this is kind of whatever to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because these things get pushed around so much now. But here, here's, here's what I, I, a rumor that I heard. Apparently, they're still filming eight, right? Apparently, these movies are very um, seat of the pants, mm. right? And the fact that they're filming these two together, a theory, unsupported, yeah, that sounds like it could be true, right. is that not only the pandemic stuff, but that they came across something while filming eight that made the story better that they can now go back and put in seven. They can change seven. Cause the idea was to film both of these, have them cut like done and coming out right after each other. Yeah. But things have been pushed so much. Yeah. They didn't do that. I, and I thought that's probably a more real thing than anything. Yeah. Is them being able to edit seven and eight to make better movies. 
That makes sense. It, it makes me more optimistic than just. Do you know why Mission Impossible Six was scared of Mission Impossible Seven? Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> well, the, it's something that's also going to be all week in your brain, mm. like that joke. Uh, Disney is making a live action, the Aristocrats, Aristocats, Aristocats. Two very different franchises. Mm, true, true. Now the Aristocats. Do you think they're going to go way of cats? Use the same technology. God, I hope so. <laughs> it would be so fun. I wish there was somebody announced. We've reached the pe- peak right. of people cat technology right. from Cats, the musical, right. and we're just going to use right. it again here right. in Aristocats. The audience response to Cats was so strong. We have great news. <laughs> I wish they would do. A, I wish they would do a version of Aristocats that was Aristocrats, but it was like the same characters but humans. Right? So, like, cats as humans, but back as humans. <laughs> but as real people. Yeah. Right. All right. right. I, I don't, I, this means nothing to me. Is Aristocats a thing? I mean, is, it, is that, I know it's a thing. Is it a thing? Like, I know I, that Aristocats it exists. is one of those movies where, like, you always hear the beloved Disney movie, right. Aristocats, and I'm always like, by who? Right. It's a beloved movie that nobody has ever seen. I bet right. you Frodo saw it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's it's always been one of those ones where it's like, what generation loved this? Right. Like, for real? <laughs> Good. I mean, someone did, I yeah. guess, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's not a cinematic masterpiece like The Meg. Mm. I saw that movie like but three please, or four times. nothing is. Jason Statham, your favorite actor. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah. Definitely has time for you. Right. <laughs> As well he should. Yeah. Good news, though. The second Meg film starts filming in January 24th <laughs> in the United Kingdom. Wait. What? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So, in other words, next week. Yeah. In other words, tomorrow. Or depending on when you're listening to this podcast yesterday. It's already happened. Right. It's filmed. It's yeah. wrapped. It's wrapped. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's done. What if somebody's listening like three years from that movie already like came out and was a massive, like iconic. And we're just like, uh, who's going to watch uh, uh, Meg 2? Meg 2 <laughs> fart noises. They're sitting there in their Meg 2 shirt. <laughs> Meg 2 themed like bed, bed spread. Right. <laughs> Got their Meg 2 jammies yeah. on. Well, those guys were sure wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Eating popcorn out of their soup near Meg 2 bucket. Here's my daughter and my second daughter Meg 2. <laughs> my daughter Meg and my second daughter Meg 2. <laughs> the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> when you first when I first read this, I read it incorrectly. <laughs> I thought that you meant it was going to begin filming in January of 2024. Oh. And I was like, first of all, oh my God. Who cares that far away? I mean, and then second of all, like, why? What's the magic of waiting two years? (laughs) (laughs) There's another way of articles that I read and Penn read differently. (laughs) Um, Speaking of weird news stories, Mm. is this weird? Did this strike you as weird? It struck me as weird. It seems like a weird casting. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe 
Uh, I, we'll come back to Daniel Radcliffe. I'll read yeah. the story and then we'll come back. Yeah. And I'll offer an incredibly judgmental and un, unbased opinion. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe will play Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic for Roku. It is Roku's first original biopic and will follow the career of Weird Al, real name Alfred Yankovic, from a gifted child musician to the biggest selling comedy recording artist of all time, whose hits include the parody songs Eat It and Like a Surgeon. Yeah. My, how you have fallen. Do you think? Well, Daniel Radcliffe does whatever he wants. That's his key. Remember he did uh, Guns Akimbo? Yes. And how'd that work out? I mean, he doesn't care anymore. I guess. He's got all the money he yes. needs yeah. forever. Right. Okay. Right? So he can just do whatever. I think it's, he doesn't look anything like Weird Al. Well, I mean, cares? that's why you got a makeup department. Oh, okay. They'll fix that. I think what I love most about this is the statement that Weird Al put out. Which was? He said, when I made my movie UHF... Back in whatever. He said, I made a consummate commitment to my fans. And I said, every 33 years, <laughs> I will bring you a new movie and we're going to do it. And then he goes on to say, Danny Redcliffe, who was, I'm, this is something that he right. actually, I'm, I'm hitting the jokes, but I'm paraphrasing. Right, right. And he says, Danny Redcliffe is so good for this. It's clearly going to be the role that he's remembered for. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I love Weird Al. I mean, who, who, who doesn't? Who, who doesn't? I think Weird Al is like Bill Nye. Yeah. Where he's so great and like has been so consistently, I don't know if pure is the right word. Right. But just like, like not bad. And then you hear these stories where they were just being like normal people and it just, is so awkward. Like I know there's like this story of like Bill Nye in the in the 80s or whatever. And there's like a picture of him like at somebody's house party, just dressed like a normal dude. He's like, yeah, he hit on my mom or something like that. And like here's a picture of them dancing together in the living room, and it's like that's so weird. That's not Bill Nye. How dare you? <laughs> but all right, so that was the Dan Radcliffe story. And then the next story gets the world's most vague headline award. Yeah. I'll be happy to read it. Wonder, Wonder Woman 3, which we've discussed on the show a few times because Patty Jenkins, no, I'm too busy. I yeah. got Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. Now they're saying Wonder Woman 3 will begin filming, quote, in a year or a half or so. Uh, and who said that? Gal Gadot. Yeah. So? So when's a year and a half or so? Next summer? Is that what she's trying to say? Yeah. Like from now, a year and a half. How much do you think this movie costs? $200 million? $3, $4? We're going to call it $200 million movie. Right. It might be three, it might be one point, you know, 180, whatever. But it's let's call it $200 million movie. In the uh, in the article, they pointed out they're just starting to, to like get the ideas of the script together. Okay. No, that's fine. I'm not I'm not saying that they should be ready to start filming next week or whatever. What I'm saying is people who have projects, whether it's a new skyscraper or a movie that costs $200 million, uh-huh. they know when shit's going to start. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in this 
okay. uncertain time. And actually, I guess my statement, now that I like think about it, having done a few, I've never done a $200 million project, but, whoa, I've, whoa, whoa, but I've, done whoa, some, I've done some construction projects that cost millions of dollars. Right. And Your bathroom. Example. <laughs> exhibit A. <laughs> to state the obvious. And absolutely, now I completely contradict myself because now that I think about it, there was definitely periods in the in the planning and development of those projects where I would sit straight faced in a meeting and say, "Well, our plan is to you know start construction next fall," mm-hmm. or you know, like even just recently we had conversations where we were like, "Well, we would hope to develop you know we're looking like late 22," yeah. you know, which all she's it's just funny the way she said it. It just came out right. funny to say the next year and a half or right. so. I just love how supportive Amy was with the bathroom too. Yeah. When you were like, it's a new budget. And she just looked at you and she was like, got to get it right. You got to get it right. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Once in a lifetime thing. Well, you know, the, uh, the fish tank, that was really the, (laughs) that you go to the bathroom into (laughs) (laughs) the filter system. Right. Perfect. Crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what what am I going to settle for less? (laughs) I wouldn't. No. No. What are you, crazy? (laughs) (laughs) All right. In our last news here, we talked about Knives Out earlier, and it's Uh, famous actress Anna de Arms. I hate this story. Knives Out 2 will be released in theaters and on Netflix in the last quarter of 2022. Now, Netflix also plans to show it at festivals before the premiere. You hate this because... The, Here's why I hate this. Because yeah. this is a relic of an era of time gone by. Oh. This is an era, or this is a relic left over from that brief period of time from about 2019 to 2021 when people were experimenting with putting proper theatrical movies out on streaming. Mm. That was proven to be not smart. It was proven to be um, unsustainable. It was proven to be bad for not only the movie business writ large, but also for the studios behind the films. Right. Right. It was proven fallacy. Right. Right. And to me, this is just like a last gasp or a leftover it's 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 a wrinkle it's a ripple you know that's still working its way out from a stone that was tossed and already sank to the bottom of the pond right as opposed to where netflix currently is where they're taking movies that should just be on streaming and trying to put them in theaters exactly right right like the rock and the right whatever the last one was yeah and i mean I'm not sure how many of our listeners like follow earnings reports, but like Netflix's shares are down. Like who everybody's shares are down. Everything's they're raising prices on Netflix because their subscriptions are down. Like, like that era is over. Yeah. Like the theatrical model is still standing and proven to be the number one way to make movie, to make and, and distribute and exhibit movies. And the fact that this is news is, I, I literally think that's the best analogy. It's a leftover, it's a relic, it's a ripple, you know, from a, from a stone that was thrown six months ago or 18 months ago. I think, if I remember correctly, mm. Knives Out 2 was one of the first films during the initial pandemic hit that they were like, bid war. Yep. Who, who wants this? Yep. Who's willing to take it? 
we're not going to take any risks. Yep. Pay us, and then we'll see what happens in the Absolutely. Netflix one. Yep. Yeah. Netflix paid four hundred million dollars for it. That money is gone and spent, so there's no sense doing something different. Right. And um, you know, whatever. If I was the team behind Knives Two, I would be embarrassed by this headline. Now, here's the crazy thing: as much as we've talked about Knives Out Two. This cast. Oh my God. I was incredibly oblivious to. It, it houses my favorite actor uh, in this list here. Dave Bautista? Yeah, Dave Bautista. <laughs> Dave Bautista, Ethan Hawke, Janelle Monet, Jessica Henwick, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Edward Norton, and Madeline Klein. So, which one's your favorite? Edward Norton? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's my favorite actor. He's problematic, but he's my favorite actor. I'm not even getting into whether or not he's problematic. I'm trying to quick review in my head what are his movies. What? No, I mean, I can name some Edward Norton movies, but I'm saying, like, which is the one, like, I don't remember any movies on your list of all-time favorite movies that star Ed Norton. Fight Club? Fight Club. You got 25th Hour. You've got one of the, the best moves. Or 25th Hour is one of the best movies. Um, American History X. Yeah. Um, I really like that one that came out recently. What was it called? Where he was like, what, what, what? What is that? Oh, what Brooklyn. Said? Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the Illusionist, which I think is superior mm. to uh, uh, well, that that one that came out just around the same time with Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. I think The Illusionist is way better. Um, yeah. I just love him. Yeah, I, I love him. Great. I love him too. I just never would have pegged you for, like, oh, he's one of my top favorite actors. Oh, man, what was that movie? He, I got nothing bad to say about. He's got him. that one really good romance movie in uh, where it's like in uh, Korea or whatever, where he's a, a, a doctor. I can't remember the I, the names are escaping me right now. But there was a time in my life, yeah. where my goal was to collect and watch all Edward Norton films, and I, uh, I had done it at the time. Okay. And then he kind of dropped off yeah. making movies. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all the news that's fit to print. Yeah. Trailers this week. You ready for this? I, oh, yeah. I've the trailer of the week. I mean, given, all right, given the fact there's only two trailers to discuss, the trailer of the week is easy, especially yeah. since one of the trailers sucks and the other trailer is amazing. You're right. But the amazing trailer is truly amazing. Okay, hit me. All right, so the two trailers. One trailer is for Moon Knight, mm -hmm. which is a TV show. But it's a Marvel one. Which it's a Marvel. We've, yeah. we've uh, Broke that, break that rule for them. Yeah, we provide a waiver. Yeah. You know, they signed off on it. And, they're so tied into the movies. Right, right, right. And the other is for a movie that was filmed in 20, or scheduled to release in 2020 called Lakewood. And they renamed the movie The Desperate Hour and repackaged it, and it's coming out at the end of February 22. Right. Starring Naomi Watts, and it's called The Desperate Hour, and I f find no compelling reason why I should be excited about this movie. No, this I mean, I do love Naomi Watts, so there's one good compelling reason. This movie, it started off the premise, so I was like, oh, that's a really good premise, and then I instantly started thinking of all the ways that it was not really a problem. Right. She's... She's jog. She goes. So she goes jogging, and she's like, "Hey, son, that I love, I'm going jogging. Yeah. I will see you when I get back." Terrific. And then she jogs for five miles do, 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 ish. Do. Nothing for Penn. No. It's like a good five a minutes. Warm up. How long does it take you to run five miles? Fifty minutes. 
less of faster than 50 minutes. 50 minutes to run five miles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she 45 runs, minutes. Okay. Takes me 45 minutes. She's five minutes. She's five miles out and she gets a call on her cell phone. So she's not out of cell service region or whatever. Right. And I guarantee you she's faster than me. So we'll call it 40 minutes. Okay. And they're like, there's a hostage situation <sighs> and it involves your son who you love. We've established. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, there's other people. As opposed to like all the other moms in the school who are just like, who oh. don't. They're like, ah, oh, yeah. You know, I've got a daughter, right? That's whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got Meg too, the sequel back <laughs> yeah. here. Who would have thought it would have been better? Right. It clearly <laughs> is. <laughs> we made it in England. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's like, oh my gosh, police. I'm five miles away. I'm five miles away. I was jacking. How am I ever going to get back before this hostage situation gets remedied? And I'm like, oh, that's a really cool premise at first. She's she's five miles away. She has to get back. And then forget the rest of the trailer. I was just like, she's got a cell phone. She's only five miles away. I mean, you're still in your neighborhood. Right. You don't know anyone in your neighborhood? Come pick you up. And then I was like, what the, what the heck? Like the police? Won't they don't have a, a cop car to spare to come get a mother of a hostage that's only five miles away, right? Right, yep, yep, yes, sir, correct. Like, all these things yeah. are completely, and then they show her, like, nobody will pick her up on the side of the right. road. And I'm like, this, nah. Somehow I'm, she ends up in a minivan. Yeah. Here's my problem, like, we want to be serious about it for a minute. Yeah. We've been in... in We've experienced like disaster movies before. Yeah. And that's like wild fun. Everybody enjoys it. It's like good stuff. You know, oh my God, there's an earthquake. There's a asteroid coming. Aliens are coming. Yeah. This volcano's out of control. All this kind of stuff. And, and we love it. We eat our popcorn and we watch it excited, right? This, has, this movie has to do with a school shooting. Yeah. Oh, is it at school? Yeah. I didn't pick up where the, the shoot, where the hostage situation yeah. was. I thought it was at their house. It's a school shooting, and oh. I think that school shootings are not something audiences are tolerating in terms of like, oh, let me go be entertained by this story that centers around violence at a children's school. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it, I feel like it's on the very short list of like things that are still too sensitive, rightly so, you know, for anybody. Mm. But maybe, you know, I don't know. War is a pretty awful thing, but we make tons of movies about war. <laughs> what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just saying. I, I'm not sure that whatever. The movie looks like a throwaway movie anyway, so, you know, let's not waste our time analyzing it. Right. Um, the other trailer that came out was Moon Knight, the new uh, Disney Plus series. Uh, the trailer dropped during an NFL sports ball game. Right. And uh, my friend that I had dinner with uh, earlier this week said, uh, what's that new movie coming out? And he said it has something to do with, uh, like, the stars or planets or something. And I said, oh, you mean Moonfall? And he was like, no, that's not it. Moonfall. No, not Moonfall. 
and we stumbled around for a while, and then it turned, and then he goes, the tra- they they showed the trailer, made a big deal about the trailer during football, and I was like, oh, <sighs> Moon Knight, that's not a movie, buddy. <sighs> buddy. Yes. Try to keep up. Yeah. What do you think of this character? I mean, do you know the, you knew all about the character? I'm this, semi-familiar. This is a familiar character yeah. to you. This is a completely brand new com- character to me. I thought it was amazing. And what I loved about it is what I've loved about a lot of movies lately, which is the concept of, like, multiverse. Right. There's no multiverse shenanigans in this. He has associative personality disorder. Oh. He has multiple personalities. So that's the the But isn't it a little misleading, though? Like, it looks like there's multiple versions of himself. Right, because each personality has... So it's kind of like split. Yeah, so like the the person in the mirror is not the personality driving the body. Gotcha. Type thing, where and he'll find like he finds the phone in the trailer. Yeah. Of one of the other personalities, uh, so there's a bunch of different personalities. Plus, he's got the uh, presence of a, he basically a god blesses him, makes him his avatar on Earth to mm. do ju- uh, justice. The god of the moon. I forget what his name is, an Egyptian god. Moon Knight. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, Moon Knight. So, uh, You're lucky to have me. I, what would I do you without know, you? You'd be lost. Yeah, yeah, clearly. So he has not only these multiple personalities that he's developed as a, as like PTSD from, from this, yeah. but at the same time, he has this driving force to do the kind of, I don't want to say will of the god, but to be yeah. this, this agent of of vengeance and to fight like in the trailer we see him fight a werewolf and uh there's a lot of rumors since it takes place in england that we'll we'll see blade oh. since he was introduced in eternals and maybe kit harrington's character as well um that but there's a chance that uh blade could come in since we're dealing with the mystical type stuff Okay, so I totally misunderstood the concept, but I'm still on board because the way you just explained it still sounds pretty amazing. I really liked like how the costume like wrapped itself yeah. around him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, and and I mean, who doesn't like Oscar Isaac? Oh my God, perfect. He's my favorite actor. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, right after Edward Norton, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anna Darmus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> those are my top three. To get, I've never missed a movie that she's right. almost been in. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the news and the trailers. And now yeah. we're on to our big movie review of the week. Right. We watched an anime. Is that correct? Anime mm-hmm. a movie named Bell. Right. With an E. With an E. And, uh, yeah, take it away. I watched it. I watched it. Okay. Did yeah. you watch it in English or subbed? I watched it subtitled. Okay. Yeah. Same. Okay. Same. Um, because I wanted to enjoy, like, I wanted the authentic Japanese, like, experience. The sound, yeah. You got your, you got your general so's. <laughs> right. Right. And <laughs> no. your fa. Right, right, right. And you sat in front of the <laughs> right. Japanese anime. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> mixing up the cultures there. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really beautiful. Um, I thought the music was really, really good. Um, my problems from it stem from its relatability mm. side. I, the whole idea of 
this online universe, right? And they make the, the like, oh, you can go and do and become anything you want. But all anyone does is, like, flow around in lines. Like, that's the part that kind of lost me. It's like, I don't understand the purpose of this other world when no one does anything. Like, there's no, like, events. No one walks around. Everyone just floats around. Which just, I don't know, it felt like, I guess, the the stakes in that world didn't make sense. And people have, like, like the aesthetics of people are very different. You've got these very cartoony-looking people, then these very realistic-looking people, and then, like, these people who have decided to become, like, superheroes and, and bring justice. It just doesn't... Something about that, like, it was fine, the interaction with the main characters, but then they were, like would show a crowd like reacting and be like <gasps> every time they did that like I said like, I just didn't relate to the the crowd at all um, I also thought it was a little bit jarring and this goes against what Frodo said but when they would switch from the more hand drawn look to the sweeping CGI feel I felt like <clears throat> the visuals looked good except for the characters would go from being these amazingly artistically like articulate characters to then kind of having almost like a, a stick figure mm. kind of feel to them where they didn't like move as naturally. Mm -hmm. And it was only for like 15, 20 seconds till the camera angle changed and then the art style changed again. Um, so there's that. But now things I liked, I, I, I liked that the idea of, you know, Belle being just a regular girl and how that was difficult. Um, I also like the idea of, the Beauty and the Beast thing not being strictly uh, romantic love, that it was mm. more like just caring for someone. Because it starts to go the way of romantic love, and then the, the Beast character just shuts it down, and then it just becomes a, yeah. I care about this person thing. And I, right. I thought I, I thought that was cool. I, but I did think it was like clearly obvious who it was going to be. Right. The first time that they showed those characters in the background, I was like, oh, it's going to be that those people. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough that I went back. I don't feel like I want to watch this movie right away again. I'm not saying that I never will, uh, but I did go back and rewatch a lot of the songs in English just to see if they like translated over the same. Yeah, because I felt like I was like, man, this is really good. Like, it just seems the music is good, the lyrics seem good. But like, would it mean more for me if I didn't have to read what I was like hearing mm. at the same time, and I just understood it? And uh, I think the English songs are, like, the lyrics are different enough that they kind of hit differently, but the music is still really good. Mm. Anyway, what do you think? Yeah, I I would agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, the the two things that are the most obvious is that visually and musically. It's just stunning. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. And honestly, I would have been content to sit there and watch the images on the screen and listen to the music regardless of the story. Now, with that being said, I found the story um, this, uh, like you said, jarring. I found it, it I, I almost feel like, it, was it trying to do too much? Were there too many storylines? And yeah. they didn't. They didn't necessarily all jive, but I guess they kind of did. But I also found the Beauty and the Beast thing like 
I appreciated the fact that it, that it wasn't a straight like interpretation of Beauty and the Beast story. But the Beast and the scenes when she was talking to the Beast were so much like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. You know, like so like honestly, when I started watching the movie, I had completely forgotten that you had said there was some kind of tie-in or maybe somebody Frodo, somebody said there was some kind of tie-in in Beauty and the Beast. I'd completely forgotten that. And then the first time you see the beast, I'm like, oh my God, this is Beauty and the Beast. But then I was distracted because I spent the next five minutes trying to recap in my head, like, where's another where's another parallel between this and Beauty and the Beast, other than the fact that this, you know, schoolgirl is befriending, you know, this hideous beast. Right. And the beast himself was so like beast. Yeah. I mean, you you put that put a still image of the beast from Bell in front of anybody and they'll say, oh, this looks just like Beauty and the Beast. Mm. And also, isn't the princess in Beauty and the Beast named Bell? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they made this big, or in, in some small ways, very big, obvious connection to Beauty and the Beast, but then don't stick with it, which I found like- well, okay. First half of the movie is all about her just becoming a star. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have the second, you know, yeah. like chapter, whatever. I'm, 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 I'm nitpicking. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had some problems with the storyline, but whatever. No, I agree. I, I think it, it, it could have been one or the other story. That's what I'm trying to say. Pick did, one, pick one of them. It didn't need to be both. Um, I don't know. This guy's movies, he tends to, do these like real slow burns where you're kind of like, what is this really about? And yeah. at the end, like it kind of comes together and it's satisfying, but it's not. And I think that's just his kind of like MO yeah. for his films. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. It, it didn't do great here. It did better at some other theaters. Um, but I do kind of like, I'm rooting for the genre. You know, yeah. I want the genre to grow legs and, you know, start to stand up on its own and, and have like an audience. Right. So I'm, I'm rooting for it and I'm, you know, giving it good show times and trying to do my best to support it. But, um, yeah, I think we have a little more distance to go before this becomes a, a normalized genre. It's, it's funny because, well, in a lot of ways it is a normalized genre, but not in the theater. And oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, that is part of the problem. So when you look at normal film stuff, it's like people are used to, oh, you, you know, it's in the theater for a while and eventually I get to enjoy it at home. Right. And this that kind of stuff. Where with anime, it's very much like there's been almost no option to enjoy it in the theater. Mm. So it's, it's always been a, an at-home type of thing. So why would you go to the theater when you're used to mm -hmm. watching it at home? Plus, they usually get it way earlier than, like, it's old news by the time it comes to the movie theater. Except for, like, the, what was it, Demon Hunter or Demon Slayer? Yeah, Demon Slayer. Yeah, this year, that was, that was different. So I'll say two more things about it. Yeah. First of all, you bring up a really good point, which is this movie, now, I'm taking a stab and I'm taking a guess, but... I feel like this movie really benefits from being seen in a theater. Oh, visually, yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. The visuals and the sound. I mean, that music is amazing. 
like this is a great theatrical experience and and it it is sad to think that the majority of the fans because they're used to watching it at home probably most of the people who watched bell saw it on a laptop right or in their living room or whatever which just like fine i'm not like on my high horse i'm just saying like it's given how beautiful this movie is and how amazing the soundtrack is it's a shame that more a greater percentage of audience didn't watch it in a movie theater right um and I forget what my second thing was going to be. <laughs> Perfect. So what would you say? Favorite movie of all time or worst movie you've ever seen? I would say favorite movie of all time, given how, how great the music and the visuals are. It was funny. I saw this with a friend of mine who uh, was a bit apprehensive. Like they wanted to see it, but they were kind of like, eh. And afterwards she, she said to me, she said, I really enjoyed that, but I don't think I ever want to watch it again. Mm. She's like, it's never come to me. And then the next day I walk, I saw her and she goes, I can't get that movie out of my head. Mm. Like I can't stop thinking about it, how pretty it was. Yeah. Like, so it has a lasting appeal for sure. Yeah. So interesting. All right. Moving on to listeners, notes, comments, questions, mm. and so forth. We heard from Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Is this Robert reads a lot? This is Robert reads a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he comes at you. I love this. Last week you were like, nothing is going to get bigger than Avatar. Did you say Avatar? No, I, I, yes, yes, I yes. said Top Gun 2 would be the biggest Tom Cruise movie or something? No, I think I was saying that I, I was, I started out, and I think you kind of talked to me off the ledge a little bit, but uh, I, yeah. I started out saying I thought Avatar was going to be the number one movie of the year. And that led to a whole discussion about all the different opportunities. To beat it. I have since revised my opinion. <gasps> Before we get to listeners' notes, yes. I want to share with you my new revised. Okay. I think Black Panther 2 is the number one movie of the year. Mm. I think we came to that result last week, too. Did, did we? Okay. Yeah. Well, upon further discussions, um, we had a Penn Cinema staff meeting up here. Up here? Yeah. Me and Drew and Bob. Oh. <laughs> so, the three amigos. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a staff meeting. You guys always have to wear sombreros when you right. need to, Well, right? I mean, of course. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And yeah, the general consensus is Black Panther is going to be the biggest movie. Top Gun is going to be right there. Anyway, so if you want to walk us through, Robert Reads a lot came through with a pretty strong. Yeah, he was like, "Listen, Penn. Yeah, he's let like, me tell you why you're wrong, sucker." He said, "I'm predicting that Top Gun Two isn't even the highest grossing Tom Cruise movie oh, of 2022." Snap. But he was banned. He says, "Remember, we have Mission Impossible Seven coming in the fall." No okay, more. Time out. No hard, more. Hard but. stop. Time out. You're telling me. You're telling me. Oh, no doubt. Mission Impossible 2 does better than or Mission 7 or whatever. You're no Gun. freaking way. Here's the thing with Top Gun. I think we're overselling it. I think we're overselling it, buddy. No, I think you are dead I think, wrong. I think it has an amazing opening weekend. Oh, my God. And then drops. Not hard, but it drops continuously. I'm just, or what are we going to have a stare off? He's just going to stare at me. I got new me. glasses, so I can go all day, buddy. <laughs> got your fancy new glasses. Yeah. All right, listen, let me tell you. You think Mission Impossible is going to outgrow Top Gun? Oh, no doubt. I ain't buying Opening it. Opening weekend. Uh-uh. I ain't buying it. There's no. Well, we make a competition, but it's going to be four years before Mission Impossible <laughs> right. comes out. So, <laughs> so we'll just have to spend those four years knowing that I was right. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so Robert 
reports and throws the gauntlet down. Oh, yeah. David goes right along. Clearly. So, David, this is my invitation of David going along with Robert Reed. Yeah. All of a sudden, David's the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Yeah, but with a little bit of a. Yeah. So, Robert's like. Screw you, Penn, and David's like, yeah. <laughs> dirty, dirty door. Okay, so Robert goes on. All right, so forget the Tom Cruise nonsense. Right. Robert goes on to say, there is a little movie called The Batman coming out next month. What are what are we trying to say the Batman's going to be, number one? Bigger than Top Gun? This wasn't... Well... So, we're okay... Let, whether this is what Robert intended or not, let's pose the question. Are you saying Batman beats Top Gun? I'm saying Batman beats Top Gun, but I'm not saying Batman best movie of the year. Okay. Top movie of the year. Okay. So then he goes on to say, speaking of DC, The Flash and Aquaman 2 will probably make more money than Top Gun 2, as, as will all three Marvel movies, meaning Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and... Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. <laughs> Thor. Thor. Yeah. I, I see all three of them doing better than Top Gun, too. You know what? You might not be wrong. I don't see Top Gun, Top, Top Gun doing bad. We're talking we're talking fighting for number one. I got you. I, all right. I, I will concede. I will concede. I, I don't think that's a... I think it's a crazy statement to say that Mission Impossible is going to outgrow Top Gun. I don't think it's a crazy statement to say that those three Marvel movies are going to all outgrow Top Gun. Do we want to do one a cold call and see if anyone remembers that Top Gun's coming out? <laughs> Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> you call anybody and they will know about Top Gun. No, no. Is it a question of if they know about Top Gun or... If I ask them top grossing films of next year, if Top Gun will even be on their top five without being reminded that Top Gun is a thing. Okay. Okay. So we're going to, we're, here we go. We're going <laughs> right, to, so, so re restate, what are we doing? We're, we're going to call someone. I think I know who, and, and we're going to ask them the top five movies, top, top five grossing movies of 2022. And that might be too hard of a question. So okay. we might even just say top three. Okay. Top three. Just, just let's just see if Top Gun is even on their radar. Is even on their radar. All right, I guarantee. I don't know who you're calling, uh -huh. but I guarantee if I called ten of my friends, ten of them would know that Top Gun was coming. We can okay. We can trade off. We can call one of your friends. Well, it's funny because you got I, got, I got ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do it. Hello. Hello, is this Line Chef of the Chris Hall Productions studio? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, uh, Chris Hall, right? Yes. And you're live on the Penn Cinema Podcast. <gasps> oh my gosh. I know. What's up, Chris? Uh, dream come true. <laughs> Look, we got a question for you. It's all he had ever okay. hoped for and so much less. And so much less. <laughs> <sighs> okay, hold on. I need to catch my breath. All right, okay. don't screw this up. All right. Can you give us... In 2022, your prediction for the top three grossing films. Top five, if you can name them, but no pressure. Right. Wow. Okay. So top three or five grossing films of 2022. Right. Not gross okay. films. 
but grossing film. Grossing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, for, like up first, the Batman. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Um, if Avatar actually comes out this year, <laughs> <laughs> probably that. So we'll say Avatar with an asterisk next to it. Yeah, right. uh, not, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, oh, if Black Panther comes out this year, mm-hmm. that one. And uh, isn't the uh, the Penn Cinema podcast uh, biopic coming out this year? No promises. It's <laughs> just some, yeah, you know, things that's, get moved around. That's supposed to be under wraps. You're right. Yeah. 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 Okay, well that's my that's my number five pick. If that comes out. Okay, okay, well that's impressive. So you got the Batman, right? You've got Doctor Strange yep. in the multiverse. Uh, yep. You got Avatar and Black Panther two. Right. Yep. Um, so can I can I pose some follow up questions or no? Sure. David's grinning. I got one. David's grinning. Okay, right. we got. What Tom Cruise movie is going to do the best this year? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's got some coming out. Um, let's see. He's got Top Gun, right? And then is Mission Impossible coming out this year? Is so, it? so is Top Gun? What? What? What do you mean, Top Gun? Like the the new the new Top Gun isn't that coming out this year? It what, is. If if Top Gun two comes out, yeah. And in a world Ever. where Mission Impossible seven was still coming out this year, okay. Which one do you think would perform better? Chris, if you had listened to this episode before yeah. we called you, you yeah. would know the Mission Impossible has been pushed back. I mean, oh, no. some people are rude. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I listened to you guys for that information. Right. So how uh, else would I know? All right. So, what do you oh, think? Boy. What do you think is the bigger grocer, Top Gun Two or Mission Impossible Seven? Oh man, probably Mission Impossible Seven. Oh, lame. Oh. Lame. That's awful. All right. Oh. Now let me ask another follow-up question. What's bigger, Mission Impossible Seven? In in a world where you didn't know that it, could, you know, so we're still playing imaginary as if Mission Impossible Seven comes out in twenty two. Okay, so just, yeah, I haven't listened to this episode yet. So as far as I'm concerned, it is okay. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. You stick with that. You live with that for as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in that world, Mission Impossible Seven or Jurassic World, which is bigger? Oh, you know what? Probably Jurassic World, but it's probably not going to be the better movie. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. But that's not yeah. the question, right? Yeah. Okay. No, so you but think, I think, I think Jurassic world will probably make more money though. Jurassic yeah. world better than, than top gun too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. All right. Yeah. Now it's, let me ask you. Dinosaurs more. versus Jet. Okay. <laughs> dinosaurs versus Jets. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, Every time. <laughs> that's just worse yeah. to live by. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's how you make me sports bet. <laughs> okay. I didn't catch that last comment. Uh, so that's how I make all my sports bets. Yeah, all the sports bets, <laughs> definitely, when you're betting on the sports ball. I have one final yep. question. We're not going to beat this okay. horse to death. Right. One final question. Jurassic World 3 or The Batman? Which outgrosses? Hmm. I think the Probably answers. Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm fully on board with so that Jurassic answer. World should be number one, eh? Well, he did, uh, he probably. was he wasn't listening. You weren't listening those movies in order, were you? you no. Were, also, I forgot about Jurassic World when I was making my list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Had you forgotten about Top Gun when you made your? <laughs> no, but I don't really care about Top Gun. Oh! 
<laughs> Burning Christmas. This is oh, man. crazy. Penn's bridges are going down. All right. All right. Well, oh, I'm not welcome back at the Penn Cinema again, am I? No, you are always welcome. We yeah. love you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but you definitely probably have to get back to cooking those burgers <laughs> and stuff for <laughs> Chris Hall Productions. So. Yeah. And Hopefully. next next time we call you, we expect you to have already listened to the show that hasn't aired yet. Yeah. Okay, I'll try. Okay. I'll try. I'll try and do better, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Do better. That's all we can say. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> wow. That was so much fun. What a guy. Now, do you have someone you want to? No. No? Okay. No. I, I you wouldn't would, dare. No, I, I could not possibly match that level of excellence. Clearly. But what I would like to just state. And I, I don't need to prove it. I just think, okay, I, David. Ben. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am nothing if not a consummate professional. <laughs> <laughs> that is extremely clear. Maybe I should just stop saying that. Maybe I should just stop saying I am nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna just, just leave it there. Hard stop. The hard, hard, the hardest of stops. I've known for years that you're nothing. That I know nothing. Oh, right. I mean, that's a spiritual position I've taken. <laughs> uh huh. And. I mean, what what what's the expression? Dust in the wind, that type of thing. Like, like we don't know anything, right? But I will admit, I I, I want to say one thing and then contradict it. I I think Top of Gun is on more minds than you think. <laughs> I'm sorry, Top of Gun. I think Top, or top of Gun Two. I think the right, top, top of Gun Two. I think is more more anticipated than you're giving it credit for. But I will agree, I will recognize that you and Chris Hall Productions and all the other people that have written in the show telling me how much I suck. <laughs> you make good points. I I, I think it's going to be hard. I, I no longer, okay, I no longer think Top Gun's going to be the number one movie. And, okay. I'm, and I'm not sure that it's going to be in the top five. Uh, it's, and we're not saying it's not going to perform. Right, right. No. What I what I am saying is it's going to be a big movie and people are talking about it. Right. Okay. I just want a little love for my Granted. Top Gun, Top of Gun too. <laughs> Granted. All right. Well, you know, uh, Robert Reedlong reads he, a lot. Robert reads a lot. He also says it's very possible Avatar Two will beat them all. Nothing else. It's a movie to go see in theaters. There you go. So, oh boy. All right. Well, moving on to what are you reading? What are you doing? What are you? What's going on outside of the movie theaters? Well, we talked a couple of weeks ago. I watched my beloved New England Patriots get absolutely humiliated in Buffalo. Ugh. Yeah. That was the worst. They did horrible when they were in. Uh, now your Cincinnati Bengals two. upset the Tennessee Titans. Ugh. My, yeah, my right. Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Yeah. Everybody remembers last yeah. week how excited you were going on right. and on about your football team. And how they won that right. the game against that the game. other guys. <laughs> right, against the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, my house is a New England Patriots house, and the mm. second team is uh, Green Bay Packers. And they unfortunately lost last night. So now oh. we're – the Eagles lost two weeks ago. So now we're down to our third or fourth tier. Uh, so we've been watching football, and what I'm most excited about, though, is Ozark is back. Now, who goes to the Super Bowl? Do we, do we know yet? We do not know yet. Oh, we got to figure this out because the Olympics start like next right. week. Right. Ozark. I talk about the Olympics. And you're just like, 
Ozark. Ozark. <laughs> Tell me about Ozark. Season, new season? New season, really good. I mean, I've only watched the first couple episodes, but it's off to an amazing start. And my friend started watching it and couldn't stop and watch the entire season already. Ooh, yeah. Wow. So he said is that he feels Jason like Bateman it's that good. for the win. Jason Bateman and I don't know, I can't name all the actors, but like that character Ruth Langmore. Mm. Oh my god, she's so great. And the other one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other one's with you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so this week I continued watching the book of Boba Fett and then I realized something. Mm. Maybe this show's just not good. And maybe it's not just me that doesn't like it. And here's what brought me about. It yeah. wasn't people yeah. saying this movie is bad. Mm -hmm. It was how all of a sudden I went from hearing almost nothing about this show mm -hmm. to seeing tons and tons of posts on social media. If you don't like the book of Boba Fett, then you just don't appreciate what they're doing with the characters. And if you don't like how it's basically the Godfather, then this show is just not for you. And it's like, Mm. Maybe the show's just not good. Maybe. I, I have a little bit of, I'm dealing with something. Yeah. Can we get personal here for a mm. minute? Please. Can we bring it like down? Like you would with a 16-year-old downstairs, right? Right. Yeah. Keeping it real. Mm. All right? I'm just going to be honest. I don't know if you noticed, but I've turned my seat backwards, and I'm A.C. Slater. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis because I have, I feel like, I feel like I should want to watch Boba Fett. Right. But I have no desire. Mm. Twice I got on Disney Plus, scrolled over to Boba Fett, and kept moving. Yeah. I, I mean, is that weird? Is that like, what's the problem? It is weird that that is becoming a thing with Star Wars. Yeah. That it's kind of. Is it oversaturated? <sighs> Maybe. It, I think it's over. I think the problem is mixed between being oversaturated and inconsistently good. Hmm. So, for example, all the Marvel spinoffs have been great. I mean, they all haven't been amazing. Like, there's different variations of how good they've been. Different variations of how good they've been, but there's been nothing bad. Right. Yeah. I would, I would go as far as to say that there's been no live-action ones that have been bad. Right. Right. And, and Star Wars is so inconsistent. That it's like, sometimes it's like, why did I spend my time doing this? Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, I love every moment of what I just watched. What was the one with Baby Yoda? The Mandalorian. I never finished that. Whoa. And it was good. Season two or? Season two. Yeah, I finished season one, started season two, and never finished season two. And it was good. I mean, the show was good, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody agreed, and I thought it was. I liked it. But I, I'm just saying, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying yeah. to express. Is Is that I'm for some reason, for whatever reason, Star Wars is not my bag right now. Yeah, I hear you. Well, that brings us to what are we what are we watching this week? Well, Penn Cinema is bringing Lord of the Rings back to Lidditz. Right, extended, edition, extended right? editions. Extended right. editions. All three. Mm. Shall we? Watch all three? No, I'm not watching all three. I, I, I literally I literally don't have time to watch all three. Yeah. But we could split it up. I I could watch the first one or you could tell me assign me to watch the second or the third. Here's what I propose. Or none of the above. I propose a movie that we've missed. Oh, hit. Let's watch Kingsman. Oh, jackpot. Great idea. Yeah. Because it's still out this week, right? Great. It's still yeah. out. It's playing a lot. It's it's holding. Kingsman and West Side Story are both holding like really well. Like each week they drop just a little bit. Oh. It's really interesting. They both have really good legs. They're going to play 
at least through Valentine's Day. Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll do Kingsman this week. Perfect. Uh, this one we missed. There was something else coming out that week, I think. So, so real quick. Yeah. I mean, we skimmed over it, but Lord of the Rings, all three of them, the extended edition. And then we're also bringing back some love story, uh, classic pre-Valentine's Day titles. We got Harry Met Sally, The Notebook, Crazy Rich Asians, and A Star is Born. Now, how are you doing Lord of the Rings? The way I have it set up is the first one is plays like frequently throughout the weekend. I don't want to say frequently. It plays at least once in a couple days. It plays twice a day. You know what I mean? Okay. So the second one only plays, I think, on Saturday afternoon, and the third one plays on Sunday afternoon. I think that's how I have it set up. Okay. The problem is the there are. It's a long movie to begin with. We booked the extended edition, so it's really freaking long. Yeah, it is literally so twelve it, hours. For it's the whole literally series. too much. I I couldn't book them. Back to back to back. I didn't have, I, like, I thought about doing a Saturday. You couldn't do three days where one theater just showed all three films. Right. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. So yeah. either make it work or don't. Or don't. Tickets are only five bucks. I mean, that's the other thing oh, that, wow. we, that we didn't mention was we're that's doing, you know, the special on that. So, um, nice. yeah, come see it. Cool. All right. Look, that about wraps us up. If you want to be a part of the show. Mm. The number one way to do that is to go ahead and, and shoot us uh, an email, podcast at pencinema.com. Mm. You can also head over to our Facebook page. There's usually conversation going over there. You got Trailer Master Jason always on point, mm-hmm. posting our trailer links yep. uh, every week, uh, of which this week there's almost none, so pretty easy, lickety <laughs> split for him. But if you want to support the show, Penn, what's the number one way people can do well, that? Well, the number one way is tell a friend, right? Right. But the most common way. I don't know. Did we talk about this? I don't think we did. I, well, I wasn't at the meeting this morning. Oh, you, oh that's right. Three amigos. Right, right, right. You yeah. missed you missed the staff meeting because you were getting all hyped up on your pre Olympics. Right. Yeah, you were yeah, reading like, the Olympic I think schedule. A couple just days away. Booking your flight to China. Right. Etc. So, but I mean, what what we're hearing a lot about. I don't. Did you read this in the news? Did you, I did. You, you saw I, this. You story. Know, I remember yeah. now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Early edition this morning. I remember now. Uh. Now I remember. I mean, it's really starting to sweep the nation, and the shoe companies are starting to notice. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm just going to say it's, <laughs> they are starting to notice. Yeah. And I think you're going to start to see it incorporated more and more in the manufacturing of sneakers. <laughs> but what people are doing is they're taking sharpies. Uh huh. And they're taking out their shoes and writing on the bottoms because they don't want to be ridiculous. Right. They're writing on the soles on the bottoms. Right. Listen to the Pensano podcast. That's where right where we belong. Right. The soul. Right. And then what they're doing is they're taking pictures of themselves laying down so their feet are sticking up. Yeah. Yeah. I heard some people mm. when they really want to make an impression, mm. they're they're like, What podcast are you listening to? And the person's like, Well, I don't know. Then they run ahead of them and then trip. <laughs> right. And they're like, Oh, I've fallen, right. and my feet are straight up in the air. Right. Oh, man. And, and the if, other person's like, what's if, that sunny shoe? If what people are trying to do is they're trying to outdo each other with the most dramatic fall. Yeah. So that it's caught on film <laughs> and then repeated on the news. Over and right. over and over right. again. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the kids call that going viral. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But what happens if you don't want to mess your shoes up? Well, then you just tell a friend. All right. If you don't yeah. have a ten- friend, just tell us. Tell us. Yeah. Chris Hall Productions does it all the time. 
<laughs> the emails, it's weird. You wouldn't think you'd be able to see teardrops on the, the email, but it does come oh, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. the watermarks of definitely, sadness. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, once again, for the Pensino Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.